You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coachman, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. I was so grateful that my guest gave me some grace today because I woke up this morning and there was a little change in a pastor's meeting. And now that I'm in full-time ministry and she was gracious enough to say yes. And there was massive fruit from that. And I, we were just actually sharing about it. And it's actually a day here in Florida. Now it's been really cold, like in Florida and, and Bridget's in Florida. She's actually not far from me now that we just found out. And it's been cold. Like we've had... You know, yeah. I had to get the space heater out. And this morning I woke up and I was like, I can put shorts on. Yes. Like I can literally put, sh <laughs> she's shaking and saying yes to, and you can hear what she said yes to. So, and it's kind of nice because it's being in a ministry that is working with sports and a lot of the sports are outdoors. It's nice to be able to go outside and have huddles and have ministry while the kids are outside. It's amazing. And being with the only ministry that, that is allowed to go into the schools and preach the gospel is even better. Right. And I was sharing a little bit with her about that. And then it was really funny when I was looking at a lot of her information and a lot of her bio recently is I started to find out that there's a lot of similarities in her background of what my wife does and a lot of stuff that she does in ministry, being a nurse, being a coach. And I love that. And I love that. And I'm excited. Like I've already, my wife was looking at, Bridget's resume and profile. And she's like, oh, you're connecting with me with her. Right. And I was like, yes, honey. Yes. Because <laughs> we always have a tendency to listen. I was telling Bridget that while we were moving, you know, I kind of put my podcast on hold a little bit and God's like, okay, now it's time to like get back to connecting and building relationship with people because we've built a very large email list. And I think it's great, you know, to be able to spotlight people and Bridget came into a networking, a kingdom networking group, actually like a week ago or so. I think it was either a week or two weeks ago. And I was like, I was looking her up in the background and I was like, I'm interviewing her. Like, I want to interview her. And so she is a coach. She's a speaker. She has a podcast. You know, I love when I was reading through some of her speaking topics, like, you know, defeating the lies of the enemy, right? Like, you know, freedom over fear. Like I wear a bracelet. Faith Over Fear is a conference that my friend Ray Higdon had a couple months back where I got to finally meet my pastor that I grew up in his church as a five-year-old boy, Dr. John C. Maxwell, who is one wow. of the, the greatest leadership development coaches in the world. And I, from age five to eight, I walked out every Sunday and went to church at his church when he was in his 20s. And didn't know that John was going to pull me up on stage and that we were going to be able to have a conversation about, you know, that bus program in my childhood and everything that God wanted to do. But I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited that I was actually told her that I was secretly diving through. Like one of the things that I dove into that she likes to talk about is the five A's of, of healing. And maybe I told her I don't script things anymore because <laughs> that's not the way I like to do things. But Bridget Lynch, thank you for being with me today. I'm excited to hear more about you and to get to know you deeper. And I always say this jokingly, yes, the podcast is for whoever gets the opportunity to be a blessing to hear it. But I selfishly say it's like for me and my wife to get to know the person deeper. Yeah. And we just believe that the Holy Spirit leads it because Bridget and I prayed before and we know that God is here with us because he said we're two or more gathered in his name. Yes. He's here 
and he's about to unleash the Holy Spirit upon all people that listen to this podcast. Yes. So thanks for being with me today. I appreciate it. Oh, that. amen, Michael. Goodness. That's already like, we could just drop the mic right there. Right. right and just there. head on out. On. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Listen, I am so thankful. You know, I love whenever you're in a zoom meeting and you know, you're trying to connect and network and those things and someone DMs you behind the scenes, you know, and you're like, yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I said that. Was, like, hey, let me interview you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was messing with Bridget earlier. Like, they were asking ministries to be able to bless at a conference that they're having a, a night of worship in local area with all the pastors from Sumter County coming together to do a night of worship. And I was like, I pointed, and I was like, I know a great ministry that's really doing, that, that's really doing a lot of great things. And so, as I said, I don't like to tell a lot about people. Like one of the things that, that I was telling Bridget's connection, you know, my wife's a nurse, Bridget's a nurse, right? She's a coach. Right. My wife went through a counseling uh, certification recently, which I saw Bridget has went through. Like there's all these, you know, all these different similarities. And you really like to connect with people that are not just like minded, but they're heart minded. And you have a lot of things that you can do to build the kingdom. And I believe, you know, we met through my good friend, Steve Hopper who is actually on the board of directors for the Tampa chapter for the fellowship of Christian athletes. And Steve just, you know, has said, Hey, I want to bless you and be a blessing. So Bridget, why don't you tell us like your background, like where you came from, like your story and who is Bridget Lynch and just kind of take us through that journey of, of who you are and where you are today and what you're doing right now. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Michael. So first and foremost, I love to start out by telling you that I am a child of God. And that is first and foremost, you know, the main point of being here on this planet is that I get to honor my father and I get to serve him and I just get to bring a light to people around me. And that's what I'm here for. And I love to be able to do that. You know, my life wasn't easy growing up. I joke that I grew up in church from the womb because my grandpa is a preacher. However, just because we grew up in church doesn't mean that we're exempt, you guys. So went through a lot of heartache and hurts and pains and abuse started really early in my life. And it was something that I had to endure and see my mom endure is where it really started. And so that was a really hard thing to witness and to see. And, you know, as you age, and you grow up and you become a teenager and you think, I'm never going to marry someone like that. I'm never going to be around that. You know, all of these vows that we tend to make to ourselves and not to God. Right. And so as I grew up, I got into some things. I started drinking alcohol at an early age and, you know, just different things and hanging out with the wrong crowd because I was trying to fill that void where God belonged. And so I just, you know, really was seeking after, you know, the love that I wanted that I didn't get from my earthly father. And I really didn't know what it was like to get it from my heavenly father. And so it was much later in life when I discovered that, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, however, as I grew up, I knew I always wanted to help people, which is where the nursing came in. Right. So I always knew that I wanted to do that. However, I got into hospitality industry and that led me down a path that wasn't so great. And then I ended up 
you know, into some really bad situations and some things that I'm actually writing in my first book, Michael. And so I am writing my book to tell my story. And some of those stories are in there and I'm not going to divulge too much information, but it's going to be really great. So get on my email list. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, put me on. <laughs> you can go to coachbridgetlynch.com and you can find me there. But listen, what I really want to tell you is that you know, I was hanging out with fear and anxiety a lot in my life and I didn't know it, you know, and for over a decade, I dealt with it after the abuse of my first marriage. It was a very, very traumatic event that ended that first marriage. My ex-husband actually, he assaulted me and he attempted to take my life. And it was just a really, really hard time because I was actually in nursing school whenever all of that occurred. And you guys, I don't know if you know anyone that's been through nursing school. I know Michael does, <laughs> but it, it is a easy. really, it, it is a easy. really challenging program, no matter where you go or where you attend. And so to have those challenges in your life on top of trying to make your life better and go to school and become a nurse and to do the things that you felt God called you to. And, you know, what's really great is God brings people like Michael was just saying into your life. And during that tumultuous time in my life, wind and the waves were just the storm was raging, you guys. I really knew that I needed to switch my focus back to God. I always knew he was there. He took care of me in so many different circumstances. And I always knew he was there in the back of my mind, even though I felt so much shame and guilt because of the path that I had taken. I knew he was there and I knew that he was getting me through the circumstances that I was in. The strength that I have now, I know it's because God was with me back then. And I talk a lot about that strength and overcoming the lies of the enemy because of the strength and power that God gives yes. us. Yeah. The power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. I mean, come on. You Let's know, go. why are we such tail draggers sometimes when we have that power in us yes. and we get to get up? And breathe life in our lungs and praise the Lord and say, I'm going to go and I'm going to conquer things for God today. You know, I can't sit still knowing that God has something bigger and better for me. There's a new song out called Made for More by Josh Baldwin. That's not a plug. I don't know him, but listen, you just got to look up the song, okay? Yeah. Because it is phenomenal. And just knowing that, again, the power that we need to overcome stuff is through Jesus Christ. It's Amen. what he did for us on yes. the cross. Yes. And because he did those things for us, we can battle and face the things that come up against us, right? And so knowing all of that and just going and getting through nursing school, praise God, I did, right? I got through nursing school, be Amen. 14 years this year, I'll be a nurse. And, you know, God took me on that journey. And I learned so much as a nurse. And most of the time in my nursing career, I was a hospice nurse. And Whoa. being in hospice for eight years, it was an honor and a privilege to take care of people at the end of their life. And let me tell you how powerful it is to talk to someone that has carried a lie from the enemy for decades in their life. Yep. And you can help set them free by leading them to Jesus saying, Hey, you know, Jesus doesn't want you carrying that to the grave. Hallelujah. He died in the grave for you and came yeah. back to life My so God. that you don't have to do that. 
Yeah. And, you know, just the prayers I got to pray over people. Oh, what an honor it was. I just get chills thinking about how I got to pray with people and sing with people and just love on them and hold their hand and be with them when they took their last breath. What an honor, you know, and that I just got to be that person. You were chosen to do that. You were chosen to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a vision as you were talking about. Yeah. Tell me a vision as you were talking about that. Just the being the hands and feet of Jesus right? Mm-hmm. Like in that time of those people. So yeah, continue on. That was awesome. It's really cool. I'll just say this before Bridget goes on is that recently I actually have been, whether it's coming up here and praying, like I literally rushed home and I sat in the driveway and I was like, Lord, give me ears to hear eyes to see and a heart that's receptive for all that you would have for Bridget mm-hmm. and I together today. And so having these, I did an interview last week with our friend Sylvia Puentes and yeah. And I had a vision for her that just, I mean, we got kind of emotional in the middle of it. So from hospice to going forward. So, yeah. So thank you Let for me tell you. that. Yeah, that's awesome. When I was going through the difficult time with my ex-husband, I actually met my husband that I'm with now. We've been together 15 years. Awesome. And yeah. 15 years? Yes. 15 years. When did, when did you celebrate 15 years? So this December was 15 years. I celebrate 15 years in two weeks. Awesome. Yes. December was 15. We've been married 10, 11 this year. Awesome. Just God, he just, you know, my husband's a fireman. You guys praise God for first responders. Yes. Well, you're one too. You're one too. Thank you. Just saying, (laughs) just saying. Thank you. But he, you know, I call him, he's really is my hero because we were friends at the time and he's the one that reported me missing whenever everything was happening. And so just, I'm just grateful that God does what he does. And so the way that my husband explains how I moved from nursing into coaching is really, really great. So he says, you know, you learned about nursing and we're healing people and taking care of people in the physical sense. He said, now as a coach, you are more moving into the spiritual sense and you are helping people, you know, heal in that way. And I'm like, oh man, thanks for putting that lofty, you know, responsibility on me. Thank you. But it is, you guys, it is a huge responsibility to hold, you know, the hands of people that are hurting and hopeless and, you know, show them the love of Christ. It's sacrificial. And that's what we're here for. We're not here for ourselves. You know, this is not about us. It's about expanding the kingdom and advancing what God wants to do on this earth. And he wants to bring people. That's why he's so gracious and he hasn't come back. Jesus hasn't. That we can bring more people into the flock and into the fold, right? Yes. And so, you know, in 2010, Michael, during that really, really fearful, tragic time in my life, traumatic time in my life, there was a moment of time when there was a lot going on. My ex-husband was next to me. We were in a vehicle and it was just a really, really bad situation. And I felt just this presence around me. And I describe it as I felt like I was in a bubble and I just dropped my head because I was so afraid. And I said, Lord, if you get me out of this, I will serve you the rest of my life. Hallelujah. And that's exactly what he did for no reason Except I know why the reason, right? Except yeah, right? turns, the, turns the car around. He comes back to where we were. He gets caught. I get saved, you know, by law enforcement. There, it's just this whole story. And I'm just so grateful that God spared my life and brought me back to where I am. And, and really, there's so many times in our lives when we have to go through something traumatic or tragic like that for us to wake up in a sense, right? 
And I'm not trying to make light of that or make it more than it is either. But, you know, I had to go through that. And people say, well, how could you say that something terrible like that is something that you needed to go through? Because I was on a path that was destructive. And the further and further away we get away from God, the further into destruction we're going to get into. And so I needed that moment in my life to turn around and go, no, God, I'm going to serve you the rest of my life. I mean, how many times have we heard of people going from pits to the palace, right? It happens. That's what God does. He is a wonder working God. He is a Red Sea Road God. He is a way maker, right? And so he wants to pull his children out of the stuff. And we have made choices to get there sometimes. And so unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. And so he wants to pull his grace, right? Thank God for his grace, right? I mean, the grace that we have, he says, my grace is sufficient sufficient for you. Yes, God sufficient. That means more than enough. You guys, Yes, he is El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. He's sufficient, you know, and that's the thing, the strength. And I'm going to tell you, Michael, the strength of God, he is the one. So I had someone tell me months ago, Oh, your story's freedom. People walk in freedom. If you're free, you're walking in freedom. A man told me that. Okay. Let me just put it that way. Right. A man told me your story's about freedom. Mm -mm. A week ago in my living room floor, God said, I didn't tell you that. I told you my strength is what got you through. And my power is what got you through. I laid out in the living room floor, Michael. I was so overwhelmed with that, right? Good for you. And I said, Lord, That's a good story. And so I have just been leaning in. And, you know, friends, take this how you want. I love tattoos. Okay. I have multiples. Okay. But I literally have a tattoo on my shoulder and it says El Sali because God is my rock and my yes. strength. And it's like, hello, wake up. It is the strength of God that got you through so much. Okay. And so here's the thing in the strength of God, we find his power and love and it's his love that wins, that conquers, Jesus. that overcomes right? We can just interject love into so many situations. We really fudge it up, don't we? Like we make it so complicated as humans. Oh, this person's this, this person's that, this person. It doesn't matter. God does not care about that. He loves us. Yes. He loves us. That's so good. Yeah. No, you just have me thinking now. Yeah. I love, and then I'll, I'll let you go on because I have a, the Lord just told me something to have you talk about and we'll talk about that in a second. But I think one of the most important things is, is, you know, my word for this year was obedience. Mm. And when I thought about that, I was like, man, that's like a, couldn't it be like, like faith or like, like the couple years before it was like intentionality yeah. and consistency. And I'm like, you went from intentionality to consistency to obedience. Like, couldn't it have been like <laughs> something a little easier, you know, but I think when you look at our story, it's been obedience from the beginning. But as we grow deeper into our faith and deeper into our walk, it's to me, this is what I see. And then you can touch more on, on this, but when COVID hit and when we lost everything, I had a dream and I won't go into it cause I've shared it on the podcast before, but God told me that he was, transitioning me from his permissible will into his perfect will. Mm. Now think about that. That's a big 
responsibility for people. Yeah. Like, Cause my grandmother used to say a lot of us as believers and she was the most, probably one of the most prophetic people that didn't know she was prophetic when she would do it. She would literally crochet, which I never wanted to learn how to do after she showed me and she would do it without looking. She's watching TV mm-hmm. as she's doing it and talking to me, watching the Cincinnati Reds doing this and then preaching the gospel at the same time. I'm like, who does that? Right. Yeah. Like nowadays they would say that person's ADD, ADHD. Right. Right. right, right. But she <laughs> wasn't, she was just talented and gifted. Love right. Mm-hmm. And I think what she taught me when she said, you know, we spend most of our time in three areas out of God's will and God's permissible will or in God's perfect will. Mm. And for me, I don't want to spend in any of those other two anymore. I, I want to seek God's will for my life so that I can be in the right place at the right time out of breakfast. I can be with a coach on Sunday at my church that his wife stood up because she was struggling with unforgiveness. Like Mm. just imagine had I not invited or had someone else, you know, continued to invite or those things. So yeah. So keep going. I have another thing I want to ask you, but. Okay, perfect. So I do want to talk about that because, you know, there's a lot of, talk about balance. I want to balance my work life, right? I want to balance this. I want to balance that. And I share it, you know, with my clients that I coach and I say, listen, there is no balancing for us. We do not balance anything. We surrender and we obey and God balances everything. Yeah, that's it. You know? And so when you were talking about obedience, that's it. And in my book, I write some of the lyrics from trust and obey. That's one of my favorite hymns. And, you know, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, you know, and it's like when we do that and we just allow him and Holy Spirit to come in. And when we give our day up and we say, Lord, this is the day you have made. I didn't make anything. You made it. Right. And so show me what you want me to do. Show me where you want me to go. When I did hospice work, I was a house nurse. I went into the patient's homes. And every morning when I would pray, Lord, put me in the places that you need me to be, because I know there are people that need your love and light. And that is where I would go. That's good. I was always protected because I would surrender and I would just go, put me where you need me, God. And that that. is what I would, I, and that's still how I live, Michael. I I don't want to do anything. Like you said, I don't want to live in the other two. Where are you from originally? Like, tell me, where are you from originally? Like, are you originally from this area or like what, like. Tell me a little yes, bit about that. Yes, I'm a like Floridian, true oh, and true. I love I'm, it. I love yeah. it. Have you always been in Marion County? Yes, I have. Yes. Nice. What high school did you go to there in Marion County? Oh, my goodness. You're going to take me back there? Okay. Yeah, come on. So I did a lot of traveling around. My parents were split, and I stayed with my mom. And so I did go through elementary, middle, high, same you know area, and then I skipped high school. So I actually graduated from North Marion High School. Oh, okay. Okay. Cal Patty High is what they refer yeah, to it yeah, as. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to, well, you, I'm starting to get to know this area. Like you have Ocala Forest and yes. you have Vanguard and you have all these different schools. Mm-hmm. And so, and then now, you know, in being in Sumter County, like there's three high schools, like there's no private schools, like yeah. it's Wildwood High School, which is a very small school, a 1A school, which is like the smallest. And then you have a 3A school with South Sumner. And then you have, a 4A school with the villages, which I think eventually will be 
like a six or a seven sure. school eventually, just because of how this area is expanding. If you know much about the villages, it's just expanding and expanding yeah. and expanding. So maybe my neighborhood here where it's a brand new neighborhood, brand new house, first person, but you can see the property like being built up and people mm -hmm. buying the property and churches. My friend, pastor Justin Davis has a brand new church that he's getting ready to just bought ground and paid for it. So, yeah. So I didn't know that this was the direction we were going to go, but this is the next section that I want to finish up with, with you. Okay. This next time frame is just when I was looking this last week or so, when we talked about doing this, I'm very much in the mindset of healing mm -hmm. and inner healing. My wife has a motto that says, God wants you healed, whole and holy, Amen. healed, whole and holy. Right. Perfect. I love once it. Once you're healed, you're able to live those other two out. Right. Amen. Healed. And then you can be whole. And then, you, you know, so and then you can be holy. You can live a holy life. And so when I was looking at what you, you like to talk about, I was like, oh, we're not going to talk about any of that. And then I was like, I was praying today and I was like, I want to know about the five A's of healing, because I think that's important that yeah. we're in a spot in our time in creation where. You know, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years, we can see the signs on the wall that Christ's return is near. I'm not mm -hmm. the one to, to prophesy and say it's going to be next week or it's going right, to be next month. Right. We just know from reading, if you've been a follower of Christ for a long time, right. I've been since I was, this is my 44th year mm -hmm. of walking with God. You know, I can, I can just see it. Like as I, I'm going through like the 30th time in a, of reading the Bible from cover to cover mm. and I'm doing it with the Bible project, which I really love because they yeah. share these amazing videos about, you know, breaking out like what they were doing, like what the Israelites were doing and, you know, the sacrifices that they were doing and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, like this is what we're supposed to be understanding. Mm -hmm. Like this is part of that transition from God's permissible will into God's perfect will, because yeah. the word becomes life. It becomes revelation. It becomes yes. understanding. Amen. You don't, you don't have to kind of guess like, what does that mean? Cause the more you read it, the more revelation comes. Yes. And, um, and before you share that, I'll share this last thing. And, and the reason I said this before, when we prayed at the beginning of the last year, and then more as we've graduated into this 2024 and, I'm not missing a day doing this anymore is, is God told me that he wanted me to ask him and pray for every morning, the wisdom and discernment of Solomon. And I was like, mm. Oh, okay. And I was like, he's like, I told you that I would give you greater things than I gave mm -hmm. others. Right. Amen. And I was like, you want me to ask you for that? I'm not qualified to ask for that. Right. It's like, you went from intentional to consistent to obedience. Like me, like <laughs> there are mirror around here. Is there someone else you're talking to? Like, you sure you're not talking to my wife? Cause she needs it. You know, it's like you push it on somebody else. Right. <laughs> right. But then I realized I'm like, okay. And so I challenge any of you out there. I'll challenge mm -hmm. Bridget. I challenged Sylvia about this and she wrote it down and told me she's going to be doing it is the reason we lack wisdom is because we don't ask for it. Yeah. But if God said he'd freely give us things that we ask for, and he said that he, we could do greater things than others mm -hmm. did and that yeah, he did really. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, why do we not do that? And so I began to ask God for the wisdom and discernment of Solomon, mm -hmm. like giving up multiple six figure businesses to go into ministry and ask people for money. Like who does that? Obedient people, right? Yeah. Like obedient yeah. people, like you just, 
and you know, I'm here to confess this before Bridget walks me through the five days of healing, right? Just saying, just saying, is <laughs> that we all need that. We need each other. Like I yeah. need what Bridget's about to say to me. But the most important thing is, is for me is to be obedient in those things. And why would I go a day? And I, I know that I have, and I, I repented where I hadn't asked for that. And now I can go back in which I believe I will write a chapter in my book on the significance of asking God for mm -hmm. the wisdom and discernment of Solomon, yeah. right? Because we can get that and more, right? Yes. Like we can get that and more, right? Amen. So, you know, God grant me the wisdom and discernment of Solomon and more, right? Like mm -hmm. begin to receive that. And I can see the days when I pray that. Yeah. And I can see the days when I, where God's in, in the detail. You know, I've yes. said this before, Bridget, and this is the last thing I'll say before you go over these next section is that probably one of the greatest books next to the Bible that I've ever read is a book called Boundaries by mm -hmm. Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend. And I read it at three different times in my life. And, you know, I'm just a guy like I wish I would have learned what I learned in the third time in the first time. Right. right. Like there would have been, been a bridged gap. But I realized that I did that for a purpose. Right. I did mm -hmm. that for a reason. And I'm standing now at 55 years old, which no one ever guesses that that's my age. The kids at the schools think I'm in my 30s, which is great. Sweet. I love it. <laughs> in my I love it. Like they do. They, yeah. They're like, how are you? 35, 38? Four, you know, the highest thing I get is like 41. I'm like, no, I'll be 56. There's like, no way. Then they want you to show them their dri your driver's license like to, <laughs> to confirm that. But I'm standing on Haggai 2 and verse 9 that says the latter days of my life will be greater than the former days of my life. That as for me and my house, this house is going to be a house of praise. This house is yeah. going to be a house of fruit and abundance and that whatever goes on in here and the connections that I make, that God's going to bring the right people in and keep the wrong people out. So yeah, I didn't know that that, that was the direction that God was going to lead us. But so let's awesome. finish Let's finish up with you sharing about the five days of healing because I believe that this is what God wants us to share. And I believe that some people are going to, when they hear this, whether it's my wife or, or whoever it is, you know, we have a, a tons of people that are listening every week. They're going to walk in that healing. So yeah. share, share away. Thank you for that opportunity. And thank you for what you're sharing. This is, this has been so good. And I want to start with saying that, you know, this is all from God because I'm a very much an avid fitness person. I love working out, taking care of myself, eating right. And when you said that in the beginning, I was like, oh, he's going to love that. So <laughs> I do. I'm going to go work out after we're done. Actually, Woo! I finally found, well, if, it's funny you say that. So the only bad thing about when we move, Bridget, is so, you know, you, you do your investigation. Like this is the only, this house was literally, we were 35, 40 and 55 minutes from the schools where we lived before. Sure. Way too far away. Right. Yeah. So one house opens up in Sumter County. One that was in the range that we're where we wanted to live yeah. to be comfortable. Right. Brand new. No one ever lived in it. Yeah. But yet the only thing I didn't look at is like, where's the gyms at? Right. <laughs> the closest one is like 32 minutes. But then I found out that lat two weeks ago, like one opened up 15 minutes from my house. Right. And last night I was texting with the owner of the gym and he's like, Hey, just looked at your background. Any chance you want to like do something at the gym? And I said, no, <laughs> right. Nope. No, not my calling anymore. Right. Like That's right. there was 20 years I was in the top 1% of the fitness industry. Wow. And working with athletes and coach and, and stuff yeah. in the actual setting of a gym. And yeah. I influenced a lot. Of, I had 23, I would call them now adults that when mm -hmm. I had that business, they were my clients. And then they came to our wedding as adults, most wow. of them married and Aww. in relationships and fruitful from yeah. what we did 
15, 20 years prior to that. Right. So, yeah. Well, and how that prepared you even now for what you're doing, because yeah. you have all of that knowledge and experience to bring yes. into these young people that you're, you know, ministering to and what a blessing that is. I love how God just orchestrates these things yeah. so beautifully. Amazing. And so he had me on a walk one day and I chose not to listen to anything this day. It's just walking, you know, in my neighborhood and listening to the birds chirp and the sun coming up and, you know, all of those things. And he said, I need you to talk about the five A's of healing. And I was like, what? <laughs> Get my phone out. Let me open my notes. And so it's acknowledge is the first step. Assess action, accountability. Look at my brain just went just like that. Acceptance. <laughs> Thank you. Acceptance. See, I knew you did your homework. <laughs> and so what happens is acknowledgement is so important. That is the very first step because think about how the enemy wants to put the darkness and the lies over us and he wants to keep it in the darkness, right? But as soon as we acknowledge and we speak it out into existence and we say, I'm going through this and it sucks or it's it's hard or it's whatever, the enemy has no hold on it. None. The light is not extinguished by the darkness, right? The light overcomes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so whenever we bring things into the light, we have the power to go, you know what? I'm not going to be held back or held down by this anymore. Yes. And then we assess where we're at. Where am I in this? What does it feel like in my body right now? Come on. How is it affecting my mind, my heart, my breathing, my stomach, how I eat, how I look at things, how I feel things, how Every I walk, area. Every everything. Area. It affects everything, Come on, right? Bro. And so we acknowledge, we assess, then we take action. This is huge. This is huge. We cannot sit stuck in the muddy pit and expect something to happen. We have okay. to do our part. Okay. Yes, okay. God wants to pull us out of it, but we have to reach up and grab his hand. We have to take some action, right? Yeah, I always Bridget, you know what I always say? I'll add something on that comment of your action topic. So I say this and this was taught to me. I wrote it down because I wanted to share it with you when you shared it. Got the action part is a young boy. I had way back in my podcast in the very beginning, went from being homeless. He was a pastor's son and his dad stopped enabling him. He became homeless. Then he became a millionaire in real estate. While living out of his car, just took some, and I said, what was the key factor? Yeah. And, he, and this is what he said. He said, I learned, I got goosebumps. Mm. I, he said, I learned that the difference between wisdom and knowledge was the action that I took from the revelation that I received. Yeah. Just think about that for a minute. Yeah. Every day we have this. And I say this all the time. It's, it's, you didn't know this was coming, but at, when you talked about action, I was like, oh, like the difference between wisdom and knowledge is the action that we take from the revelation that we receive. So no matter what you get from the five A's when now that we're on action, as you go through these, the only way you're able to implement them in your life is taking action from the wisdom and the knowledge that has been given to us today. So yes. I'm glad that you, I'm glad That's that action so is good. 
and yeah. think about how impactful that's going to be, Michael, that you are challenging these powerful men and women of God to yes. ask for the wisdom of Solomon. Come on. I know. Like I told <laughs> Sylvia about it when she said, she was like, really? Like you've been doing that every day. I was like, yeah. It's and amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's good. I love God. I'm ready He's to so keep good. going. I'm ready to keep seeing what God's going to do. Yeah. Next. Like, so take action, right? And here's what I want to encourage you with too, because this is a hard step for a lot of people. Okay. I've acknowledged, I've assessed, I know what's going on with me. How do I do that? Break it down. Break it down. I make this really simple. I'm going to tell you a scenario that I helped coach a client with. Okay. And however you feel about, there's different things that people do to help their bodies and to help release or whatever. I'm just going to tell you the story because I'm not a fan of yoga. I don't practice yoga, but this Praise is God. what this person did. Okay. So this is how I helped her and we're working on that stuff too. Okay. Amen. But this, these are baby steps when I'm coaching. Yeah, clients, no, I friends. love it. I love it. Yeah. You meet them and where so, they are and you take them through where they are to get exactly them to where they're it. going. Yeah. You know, if I went in and went, why are you doing yoga? She would never want to talk say, to me. Right? See ya. Exactly. I ain't getting no so, money. <laughs> just like Jesus did. We meet people where they're at That's and it. we love them where they are. That's okay. It. And so I said to her, there was a scenario that happened and she said, I stopped doing yoga. And I said, why? And she said, because they looked at me like this. And I said, okay, well, where are your mats right now? What do you mean? Where are your mats? They're rolled up in a corner in my room. Have you touched them? No, I haven't touched them because I'm afraid to. Ah, right. There it is. Okay. So I told her, these are the simple instructions. I said, take your mat, roll it out on the floor. And then what? That's it. That's it. Take the mat, roll it out in the floor. And after two weeks of coaching her, she is now sitting on the mat and doing her devotions and praying to God on it. My God. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so we break it down. I didn't tell her roll out the mat, step on it and do all your things that you used to do. No, because she wasn't ready for that. All that stuff, right? (laughs) She wasn't ready for that. She was not ready for all that. No. But if you break it down and make it super simple, then we can take these action steps to get us closer to where God wants us to be. And by being accountable, that's the next step. You have to have people in your circle. And I'm talking three to five guys, three to five. We do not want any more people than that because then it just gets too messy and muddy, right? It's funny that you said that because when you said that the word, I wrote some stuff down outside these words. Now, as we understand what Bridget's saying, Jesus had 12, but he had three that he trusted, right? Yes. Peter, James, and John. And he even said, hey, you know, when he was coming down the mountain transfer, he actually whispered to them and said, hey, don't tell anybody. Don't tell them what happened, right? Like, it's not like we're saying, oh, you know, this is what you should tell everybody. No. And when I went through times and things in my life, there wasn't five to 10 to 12 people. There was two to three that people tell. And one of them, I'm going to share this with you because I think this is revelatory for what you're saying. One of them gave me the definition of accountability. Mm -hmm. And he said, here's what he said. The definition of accountability was someone holding you accountable for your abilities. That think about that right there. Mm-hmm. accountability is someone holding you accountable for your abilities yeah. that God has entrusted you with. So I thought yeah. that was great. I'm glad that you said that talk about the three to five, cause that's important. That's perfect. That's great. And that's exactly it is when we are held accountable for what God has called us to. Yes. And 
these people need to be godly counsel. Okay. Yes. Not what you want to hear. What you need, you need to hear. hard love, right? <laughs> you yeah. need it. And it and isn't so, easy. It isn't no. easy because when you said that, I thought about my spiritual father when I was in my thirties and he actually said, Hey, if you don't fix this, I'm not going to let you come back to the church anymore. Yeah. I know you love Jesus. I know you're called, but all these gifts and talents that God's given you is not going to be manifested in fruit in your life. If you don't figure this out. And I remember sitting there that day and then 10 years later, he married me. Right. Like, because, yeah. and he said to me the day before we got married, he's like, had you not fixed those things, you wouldn't be standing here today. It's mm. good. So, yeah. And so we've acknowledged, we've assessed, we've taken action, we're accountable, right? And then we are in acceptance. And this isn't acceptance like, oh, this is where I'm at and this is where I'm going to be and I'm not moving. No, this is like, okay, I've accepted that I've looked at all of these other steps and now I know what I need to do, right? And I know how I need to change and how I need to listen to God and how I need to pray and how I need to seek yeah. godly counsel. And then any of these are interchangeable. You are going to have things happen in your life and you have to go back and go, hold on a minute, this has happened. Well, how do I feel about this? Right. We are acknowledging, assessing, taking action all over again. And I want to go back to action really quick, Michael, because I've talked about this on my own podcast because, you know, it can get muddy and feel like we're in a pit sometimes. Right. Yes. But the cool thing about mud is, is that it typically has water, right? You have to have water to have mud. It's mushy, messy, right? Yes. And if you're following Jesus Christ, who is the living water, and you keep trusting him, that is that picture that we can see of him pulling us out of the pit. He's raising the water. He's lifting the boat. Jeez. He's getting it to the other side. A lot of us miss that part when he tells the disciples, hey, get in the boat. We're going to go to the other side. And then they're freaking out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee because the storm's there, right? Exactly. But they forgot that he said, hey, we're going to go to the other side. It isn't just a promise for then during the disciples' time. Exactly. That's a promise for us now. He's yes. going to get us to the other yes. side. Yeah. Yes, that's so good. And, you know, as we close, I just think it's important that we understand that if you remember what she said, it's acknowledge, access taking action, being accountable, and then the acceptance part, those five things should be a constant in our life. And I don't, yes. I, I don't believe in coincidence, like the mud and water thing. Like just in my dearly devotion, we were talking about how they didn't want Jesus to take mud and put it on the guy's eyes for him to see. Right. And they were saying, well, it's Sunday. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. But yet we know that broke the law was broken with jesus right like yes. we don't say oh you can't do that anymore right you know and wherever you are in your you know your sabbath belief like one of the guys that i really like to listen to his podcast is pastor robert morrison mm -hmm. he did a teaching on the sabbath and he said hey my sabbath is on monday like yeah i, I preach on sundays and he said and my staff knows it like nobody calls me he said, I remember the first time that my secretary called me and she's like, oh, pastor, I'm so sorry. It's Monday. And they respect that. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of restaurants are closed on Sundays, right? Mm -hmm. Like Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby is closed on mm -hmm. Sundays, you know, yeah. they honor their Sabbath. Right. That's and right. so 
No, this was fantastic. Thank you for all that you shared. I think this has been great. Like I'm excited to go back and listen to what we talked about and I'm excited to connect with you more. Bridget, yeah. I'm excited to, you know, now that I know that we're so close to each other and, you know, I'd love to connect you with my wife and, yes. and you know, maybe even the four of us get together sometime. And, and so I hope that this has been as those of you who are listening are encouraged to know that the way, well, why don't you just finish this up this way, Bridget? Why don't you tell us, and this will all be in the show notes and everything. Once we post it, just tell people how they can connect with you and get to know you better. Yeah, guys, if you want to go to my website, coachbridgetlynch.com, there's a lot of resources on there. I offer things for free for you. Victory versus the mini course on the five A's of healing. You can get signed up for my emails and get loads of just encouragement that God deposits into me. I love doing that. And you can find my podcast on my website as well. And you can reach me on all the socials at Coach Bridget Lynch. I love it. I love it. I've already done some of that this morning. So you'll have to accept my request. And so guys, I love this. I say this as we finish every podcast is what has transformed my life is to love God, to love people and to live with passion, vision, and purpose. Mm. Love God, live with passion, vision, and purpose. And so till the next episode of the Heatfluence podcast, thank you, Bridget Lynch, for being with me today. So as I said earlier, just go love people, love God, and live with passion, vision, and purpose. Until the next time, God bless y'all. Thanks for being here. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Heatfluence podcast. We hope you enjoyed Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.